Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. And welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm the host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. With COVID-19 and the uncertainty of the future, we know many of us are concerned about our families and especially how our children and youth are going to cope with the new norms. Can youth handle adversity? How do we support and nurture youth so that they can bounce back from adversity? Today, in this episode of our Parent Ed Podcast, we have David King Raj, who is the CEO of Ministry of Empowerment, a Singapore-based international life coaching company and a renowned motivational speaker. He has won many awards locally and internationally, including the 10 Outstanding Young Person Award and Duke of Edinburgh. David believes that every youth has the potential to overcome adversity and excel in life and dreams to impact thousands of youth at risk and families through positive influence. Welcome, David, to the Parent Ad Podcast. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. So, David, maybe you will give a quick introduction to yourself, like how long have you been married and how many children do you have? I have two. And um, I've been married for eight years. So, David, you know that you have written a book. Yeah. And we know that you have to face many adversities as a young person. Maybe you can share with our listeners a little bit more about your growing up years and, and maybe a bit about your story. I'm 39 this year. So, uh, reaching my 40s, getting old, uh, definitely an uncle, right? But I mean, when I was young, uh, I had a very interesting background. I, I, I used to come from a very uh, humble background. I had a brother and, and my parents. I was staying in Amokyo. Well, I grew up with uh, challenge, in challenging times in a way that uh, we were kind of a lower middle class family. And on top of that, uh, parenting was very different in the past. The, the main focus for parents is to be like bring home the bacon and uh, you know make sure my family has something to eat and their needs taken care of. And that's the main idea in the past. In that sense, we we didn't really have a lot of family time together. In a way, even though we are in the same household. In, you know, I study psychology. Um, and studies have shown uh, that the lesser you have family lunch or dinner, the mm. more chances you could actually have a child who's delinquent, mm. right? Or end up in jail. If the child and you don't sit together and have lunch or dinner, you don't get to talk. Right, and when you don't communicate, the child has to find someone else to communicate. Right, mm-hmm. uh, nowadays they might have more family lunch or dinner in mo- majority of the household, but again, gadgets take over. You see, uh, for me, don't remember having any family lunch or dinner, so I don't really converse with them. The only person that I converse with at home is the TV. Right, it's a mm-hmm. one-way communication. So growing up in that kind of environment. Uh, my parents also, they have to work hard, so they are tired and they don't have time to entertain me or talk to me or understand me. So I grew up in my own uh, bubble and I you know just rely on my friends and things like that. So which 
eventually escalated to joining gangs. I was not in one gang. I was in nine gangs before, you know, oh. a lot of issues. You know, you can uh, maybe you know, read my book or see my YouTube videos to get more understanding. But yeah, so eventually gangs. And then my friend was murdered on the streets. I was there. I could be the one who had been killed on that night. Majority of my value systems and influence comes from Indian movies. Right? Mm. They were mm. the ones that, you know, that really influenced me. Yeah, my friends and, and family were influenced as well, but not as strong as what Indian movies, your 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 heroes are teaching you. In Indian movies, I mean, uh, it's quite funny because they about 95% have a common concept, right? They have a common template where the hero always have to fight to win. Right, and even if it's hundred percent with hundred bullets, he will dodge everything, and he will just shoot one, and everybody will just fly <laughs> out and die, and everything. Right? So, uh, the the main gist of it is that you you are getting the idea that even if you are a good guy, the way to resolve a problem is violence and revenge. Mm. Right, so that's the values that I brought with. Of course, nowadays, not just Indian movies, anything, right? We have any type of movies, what social media is teaching. Now, YouTube heroes, uh, we have TikTok heroes. So, anybody is teaching anything, right? And that's why if you're not careful enough, you'll be just being uh, injected with a lot of uh, messed up values. So, so Vivian, I, I hear you that, you yeah. know, you, you say that there's this influence that our young people are receiving. You know, it may not yes. be from their parents, and it's the way they handle the problems that they face in life, right? You know, they, they face an adversity and then the way they handle it is the way they see how media handles it. If it's uh, yeah. you know, something you do with relationships, I'm not happy with someone, I might get into a fight, I might quarrel with them, I might be yeah. angry with them. So how then can parents be involved in, in a way that, like in your position, what would you have wanted your parents to do for you? So when you were in primary school, for example, you know, you said okay. that your parents were busy working, which is, you know, a valid reason. Most parents are busy working these days as well. And then, yeah. you know, you used to watch TV, but now people are giving their gadgets to their children. So what would you yeah. want as a, as a young child from your parents? Okay, I probably will use some references also from the kids that I work with nowadays because times are a bit different. There are two uh, sides of the spectrum. The others who are on the highest strata and some of the lowest strata of society, yeah. So if you look at the highest radar, we have parents who give kids everything. They got money, they got big house, they got everything, but they are not there with them. Or the values are messed up that the kids can think they can buy anything with money. And parents are so protective, they can scold their teachers. I've seen teachers who are so stressed of kids because the parents will just hunt them down if something mm. they say wrong to the kids. So mm. we call it the durian generation where they are protective, wow. right? On the other hand, we have parents who are super laser fair where they just ignore the kids uh, or they are bad examples as well in a way they live a life the parents are the tiktok stars they are the ones who are showing or, or, or exemplifying a model where the kids are following and i know of kids who are now like you know even 11 years old who literally had many uh active boyfriends and things like that because they've seen their parents doing the same thing. Mm, mm. So, um, so exemplifying is really a very important thing, like how we model, how we say things. Uh, we cannot be perfect. We definitely need to be very aware uh, what shows are watching. Sometimes I'm so frustrated, I cannot watch my favorite shows 
because my kids are out there in the same mm-hmm. living room with me, see? But mm-hmm. I need to be more concerned because studies are showing that from the age of zero to seven years old is where uh, kids are being downloaded information, right? This is the time where we call it the theta waves, right? Where it's a very hypnotic stage where they are very imaginative. That's why they can play with uh, mud pies and call it cakes. They can play with toys, but as though though they are real cooking. So it's actually very easy for them to download information at this point of time of zero to seven years old. Does that mean it's over after you're seven years old? I don't think so, but it gets harder, right, to work your way in influencing values into the kids. We have to use different techniques, different ways, different methods to program the child as well. Yeah. So Sorry, you mentioned that you mentioned that uh, values are very important. So for yourself, yeah. you know, after the time that you were incarcerated, right? What who, uh, were there anybody who, who was like a mentor to you, or is there a family member that that believed in you and sort of like shaped you after that, like gave you uh, sound values? Frankly, you need a very strong character to be able to influence your your values, especially when you're much older. I I I would say there were coaches, there were mentors. Uh, probably it started from when I was going for chapel when I was in prison. Or I haven't tell you the part that actually I ended up in prison. Yeah, I, I, my friend was murdered and I ended up, you know, taking revenge. I was incarcerated for eight years with 18 strokes of the cane, right? And spent all my young teenage years from the age of 18 to 27 behind bars, right? But that's where, you know, I started to pick up my education. I did my N-levels, O-levels, A-levels in prison, I found God, I, you know, start to think about change. And, and so eventually it went on where I went to SMU. It, things get better eventually, right? But the point that it starts to pull up and change me was when I start to go to chapel where I find people who come there, who volunteers, who talk to me, who influence me in the right way. Even, you know, messages like love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. First, it was hard to accept, but you know, you, you can't accept as a neutral party. Lah, but when I started to believe in the faith and I take the word seriously, you know, I, and I see the examples being shown. In fact, I, I found an opportunity to find those who actually killed my best friend and they were in prison to show that I really want to forgive them. I watched their feet in chapel in front wow. of hundreds of people. Wow. Yeah. So. It's not just about a, a, a value that has been taught. It has been a value that's been caught. How old were you when, when that happened? I think I was about uh, 24, 25. Do you, do you think or do you observe you know, that young people like at, at that age, right, like maybe in your 20s to 25, that they're actually more resilient in handling the adversity that they face? Somehow or another, even as students in school, they, you know, if they realize they're not doing well in their studies, they choose to buck up, right? Or they, they make a difference. Is, do you see young people actually having that strength? Uh, scientifically, uh, the brain shows that from the age of 20 onwards, our prefrontal cortex of our brain is developed where our rational thinking is developed. So I think kids uh, at that age, they start to become more logical, they become more pragmatic, and that is where they start to make uh, a shift in the decisions as well. Yeah. So parents, you know, you are listening in to this, you know, if you're, you're having that tension with your children, you're crawling and fighting all the time, perhaps your child's prefrontal cortex is not fully developed yet. And they are just making the decisions based on their emotions, their hormones. And, you know, we are right. 
quarreling with, with you all the time, but they will grow up one day, their brain will be developed, and they will make yeah. logical decisions, right? Yeah. Uh, since we know that kids are mostly connected to emotions, or they call it the amygdala part of the brain, but basically, when you're in the primary school, uh, second school, it's all based on emotions, right? So I think the parents, right, is to know how to make them feel good, right? You want them to love a subject, you have to make them feel good about the subject. They can't, you can't logically tell them, you know, you have to study, you can get a good job, you know, because it won't go into the logical part because it's not mm. developed. You have mm. to speak to their heart. You have to make them find emotions to that thing, you know. Yeah. Maybe you can share with one example, like how can we nurture that? For, uh, you know, my daughter is half Indian, half Chinese and I wanted to learn Chinese and pick up Chinese. But it's very difficult because I don't speak the language. So mm. I was thinking how to connect her heart to Chinese. It's not that she doesn't uh, hate Chinese, you know, she's just difficult for her. So one way I was thinking, instead of just teaching Chinese, one way is to make her present something in Chinese on stage where people applaud her for that, she will feel good about it. And when she feels good, the the confidence grows. Or bring her to see a, a Chinese celebrity, you know, who can, who, who talks to in Chinese and, and maybe she responds in Chinese. And that kind of feeling attached to that whole thing could make her, spark her interest, her joy for the language as well. So there are many creative ways we have to find but the keyword there is to make them feel and boost their self-esteem based on that as well so you know as a as a champion for young people yourself right um what has been uh, one thing you, you try to encourage young people to do you know to overcome adversity frankly every child has a different story uh, and sometimes i see too much tears when i go to schools and i really wish i could do more for them yesterday i was in this school and i was starting this session and the teacher asked me the same question that you just asked me Aaron wow. and I came back to the kids and I also asked them what what will make you not give up right one of the child who was the shyest and she put up her hand and she told me that uh, I will not give up because people will think that I'm a loser mm. right and I was a bit intrigued by the answer because ultimately people even you do your best people will still think you're a loser there will be someone out there who will still think you're a loser so don't do it for the people you have to do it for yourself because your life matters and mm -hmm. you have to make the best out of it not because people are watching and you have to do it for others but do it because you deserve the best for yourself so david in light of time uh, if you could leave one thing to parents, right, uh, of youth, how can you, how can they improve their relationship with their child? I think the big message I would say is keep working harder because I think it's very exhausting taking care of it or being there for them all the time. I have parents who told me, you know, that uh, they just want to work hard all their lives so that they can give their kids the best but the truth is giving them everything doesn't mean it's enough. I think most important is to shape their values, right? And to really uh, be there with them, uh, not just be there, you know, and do, you know, tune on your, your, your gadgets, but mainly is to be there with them, shape their values, share stories, especially kids, right? You give them direct messages, they will not accept it. You have to walk around with stories or fables or whatever it is that, will make them in, uh, excited about you 
and excited about what you can offer to them as well. We cannot give up as a parent. We have to work even harder. But I think the key word is values. Because how they grow up after you have placed the values into them, I think that's something you'll be very happy with, right? To know this is how your kids have grown up with this set of values, this set of beliefs, and they can even, you know, achieve the impossible with what you have given them. Thank you, David, for joining us on the Parent App Podcast. Yeah, you're most welcome. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. All the best to all the parents out there and to you as well, Aaron. Thank you. So in light of Youth Day, we just want to encourage all parents to take time to, to affirm your youth. And we have interviewed David in an article, Things That Youth Need From Their Parents. So do check out on our website. It's also never too late to get help for your relationships. If you find yourself in a strained parent-child relationship, we are committed to journey with you and your team to experience reconciliation and restoration. You can find out more about our online counselling at www.family.org.sg slash counselling. With that, thank you for joining us for our Parent App Podcast. Have a great week with your family.